0: The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch for reviewing of our show homes a brochure Or for more information Let BRB Homes Take the stress Out of your build Check out BRBHomes.ie
1: Head over to Hulu This March Where our new shows And movies Will keep you streaming All month long Catch the acclaimed movie All of us strangers Starring Paul Mescal And Andrew Scott Stream the new Hulu original Limited series We Were the Lucky Ones With Joey King And Logan Lerman And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
3: We're back in Ballina again and this week we're talking to the king of Ballina Mr. Garen Noon Yupp
2: Ballina Yupp oh, y- <laughs>
3: Is that a Ballina thing? Yop.
2: Um, I don't know I'm saying it though I thought it was
3: a Longford thing
2: Um, I, I think you get it everywhere It's Do okay it? uh, yup is in term of endearment for
3: anywhere <laughs> I think <laughs> Okay Garen thanks a million for joining us You it's are charming. You've exploded over the last few months on social media It's fair to say
2: uh, well, Exploded is a strong word but yeah for sure There are definitely a few people watching these days
3: And it's 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 not one platform. It's it's a few platforms all at the same time.
2: Well, I was just doing TikTok. Well, I was just doing Instagram for music, and then I started putting up videos, and people were like, "Oh, they're funny. You should throw them up on TikTok." So I did, and then for some pe- for some reason, people started watching
1: them. Right. So I
2: just kept posting them, and then I was like, "Oh, geez, I should probably put these up on Instagram as well. People might watch them there too." So I've recently <laughs> started putting them on Instagram as well. And when did you start? Uh, I would have been probably October, I'd say, last year. And I, what what drove you to to start? So I was I was posting music on my Instagram page and I had I had a few followers, like probably, I don't know, like 5,000 or something like that. So I used to put up like just videos of me just being a gobshite, like just <laughs> just eating food and going, that was nice or whatever. And people were like, oh, you should throw these up on TikTok. And I was like, uh, I was afraid of TikTok. I didn't understand.
3: Now it. you so. say being a gobshite though, but they're... You're very intelligent and you've a great grasp of the English language to be fair. So it's not just being a gobshite eating a potato waffle <laughs> saying, "Oh, this is a potato waffle." Like you're you're almost changing the
2: design of boxes here. I think I think we've got a very a very lyrical manner of speech here in Mayo, so. Yeah. I think that appeals to a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, possibly. I wouldn't say it's out of the ordinary for a Mayo man though. I think we're all kind of like this. <laughs>
3: Was there a particular video that exploded, or did it just happen over a series of videos? Was there one particular moment where you went, "Whoa, this is this is getting big"?
2: Yeah, so I was fairly lucky in that when I posted the, I think it was like the first or second video I posted on TikTok, it was me talking about all the ice creams you can buy in the shop, and I did a tier list of which ones were the best. And the it was it was about four videos. It was about sixteen minutes of me talking about ice creams, <laughs> but that got like that got like. It got about 100,000 views. so And it got a lot of engagement. Mostly people arguing with me and telling me I was wrong. But I was like, oh, Jesus, people actually watch things on TikTok. Maybe I'll just keep firing them up. Um, so it was kind of steady enough. I did have a few videos that did very well. Uh, one in particular where I was talking about Chinese. The and, like, food or the people? The, the, <laughs> the food. Very much <laughs> so, the food. All right, okay. There's a bit of a controversy with that on TikTok uh, at the moment, The Chinese, actually. a great bunch <laughs> of lads. All right, go on. But um, it was me basically talking about how Irish people order Chinese and that sort of went a bit viral I think because people from other countries were so fascinated at how un-Chinese our Chinese food was (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was basically just me taking the piss out of us for what we eat Um, and that video did very well and I think it was at that point I was like "Geez, you can get a good few people watching these videos if, if, if they're all right, you know so So is the secret to your success
3: then a bit of controversy hoping the people will say you're wrong?
2: I don't think so Like sometimes I do Like sometimes I I I know what I'm doing Like sometimes I know When I say something Like people aren't gonna like this You're putting (laughs) out the breadcrumbs But it's not lies (laughs) (laughs) Like it's what I actually believe A lot of people think I make Like opinions up Just (laughs) to piss people off Like the other day I said That barbecues aren't The food isn't nice at a barbecue Yeah And a lot of people That got a lot of views Because people were very pissed off at me for saying it But I do truly believe that Barbecues aren't that nice The food just tastes a little bit burnt. And to be honest with you, I think people only pretend to like them because cooking sausages outside is a little bit more fun than cooking them inside. Anyway, follow me. I'm delicious.
3: I was driving along. I was in the passenger seat of a car during the week. And that video came up on my page. And the driver now, he'd be a serious enough kind of guy and you wouldn't really get much of a reaction out of him. Or much, You never see him laughing very often. But I played that out loud and he started laughing. And I thought, wow. If this fellow laughed at that and it was only it was only twenty seconds long. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And he was driving along and he goes, That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is true. People listen, barbecues are fun, right? But the food is horrendous at barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had barbecue and gone, geez, that was not, I'd love to eat, yeah. just eat that at home. You'd never <laughs> choose to eat it at home. Here's a lovely succulent <laughs> burned sausage. <laughs> like, I just think we need to accept, look, like, we'll just drink outside. We'll go and cook the stuff on the pan where it's nice and we'll yeah. bring it out. Or get a takeaway. Or get a takeaway. Pizza. Yeah, we just need to normalize, not ruining the food on a barbecue. Yeah. So how many followers do you have at the moment? I think I've got 165,000 on TikTok. Yeah. And then I've only got, well, only got, that sounds very arrogant. I don't mean (laughs) it like that at all. I've got about 15,000 on uh, Instagram, but I only really started doing Instagram in the last properly in the last month or so I'd say. Isn't
3: it amazing how you can put the same video up at the exact same time on the two platforms and one can get
2: 5 million and yeah. one can get 500. But you know what is great about it is sometimes sometimes I put up a video and it doesn't do well and it's my fault I watch it afterwards I'm like Christ what was I thinking why did I think that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Obvi- this is so clearly not funny how what land was I living in but sometimes I put up a video and it gets no views on TikTok and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with people. This, this is a hilarious video. But what I'm finding now when I put it up on both platforms platforms, some audience is going to recognize the genius. And if it fails on both, usually I'm like, yeah, that video was atrocious. Yeah.
3: yeah. So let's let's talk about life then before TikTok and Instagram. You are a musician and a singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're in a band.
2: Uh, no, just like either myself or in a two-piece with another girl here from Batna, Grace. And what do you have a name for the two-piece? No, it's the two names us, just Garen, uh, Gra- Grace and Gary We're just sort of pub playing. It's not nothing too. So are you local? Worldwide. Are you local legends? Um, I wouldn't say that at all, no. We're, we're, we, actually, we actually play probably outside Ballina more than we play... You want to just give them little bits, you know? Well, it's
3: true what uh, Cowboy Kelly said as well. He said, you'll never be a prophet in your own land. So This is the truth, I think, yeah. yeah.
2: Not that, that the people of Ballina are brilliant, but, you know, just give them little tastes.
3: And has your notoriety increased on the streets of Ballina? Uh,
2: yeah, like, it's very strange because it's over a very short period of time, so like... In the last like two or three months, people have started asking me to take pictures with them, which has been a very strange experience. When random people, even yesterday, I was in Dublin and um, I was in Houston Station and Houston Station is packed with people so I was like okay I don't really want to have to deal with people coming up to me now because I'm very tired so I'll probably just be rude and not mean it at all so I was like I'm just going to sit in the back of Supermax so I went into Supermax in Houston Station I was like I'll be sound here nobody's going to see me here so I was just eating my chicken burger and the fella sitting right across from me starts fucking smiling and going on his phone snapping and I taking sneaky like, snaps yeah yeah, yeah taking yeah. pictures of me I was like you just come over and ask don't you take pictures of me yeah um, so it's been very strange, but I of all places, I cannot move in Chum. If I go to Chum, <laughs> if I go to Choom, everybody there seems to know who I am for some reason. Well, that's not the, for that's some reason because you slated it. It's the town review, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the town review, you said it was a. What? I said actually nothing negative about Chum. Did you not say it was some sort of nuclear disaster? Or I, I what I said was, <laughs> is there was evidence. That tomb perhaps wasn't existing in the same realm as the rest of the world. Okay. I said that there was clear evidence that tomb was not made of physical matter as other places are. So <laughs> that's all I said. The people are lovely. Oh, between you and Tommy Tiernan now he d-
3: he didn't do it any favors on his TV show either. Did you What's see he that say about tomb? He didn't particularly say anything really. He just said it was kind of. Uh, I can't. I can't even quote what he said, but the impression he gave was it was kind of a forgotten town.
2: Yeah, the tomb's a lovely place. It's though. a lovely place. Yeah, it's a fine town. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Tum. It, it, now it, it has is the, a strange place too. <laughs> and now it has the plaza. The plaza. Oh, the plaza gets me through some bringing more life back into it. The plaza's brilliant. It's so like you, a
3: beacon of hope. Can I tell you where my tomb is?
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. My
3: tomb is Balne.
2: Is that right? I don't know why. Right. I can't walk down
3: the street in Balne.
2: Is that now? Do you have like a particular video that you made that really resonated? with Nothing about
3: Balinna, no, not a thing.
2: Because I know everybody in who also are, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. That, no, I that don't know either. Over the edge. I have no
3: idea. But um, it was only Kieran that brought it to my attention last week. He said, "Like you're massive in Balinna." Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I could, I could walk around the streets of Castbar naked, <laughs> and no
2: one would look at me or bat an eyelid or say anything to me. But I think, do you think part of that is maybe because? they just know, oh, there's Alan there. Like, he's just from yeah. town. <laughs> but uh, is, it, is, it a, is it a slight Irish thing where you're just, oh, that's that bollocks? I don't even think in it's a negative town. thing. I think it's just, aye, Like, obviously, he's walking around like, <laughs> you know, he yeah. lives there. <laughs>
3: it was a bit like Enda Kenny walking around Castle Bar at the
2: same time. He's like, oh, that's Enda. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And anyone else would be like, hey, Enda. But if it's someone novel, you're kind of like, oh they might not be here again. I'm going to go up and...
3: yeah Yeah. And then the other thing about you is, it's all just headshots. Your videos are mostly headshots. Exactly. So yeah. people can't get a concept
2: of, of. I'm a I'm a fucking absolute unit. You're a unit. I'm a big, tall, thick man. I would just des- <laughs> I would describe you as a brick shithouse house. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a big cunt. <laughs> I, I think if I if I had to take like shots of my body, I'd have to stand in a room bigger than I've ever been in to ah, get my no. fu- to get my full body in shots. Yeah, not at all. You're you're exaggerating there. Like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. But you
3: embrace record. it, don't you?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Do, do people recognize you? Does it take people a minute then? Because when I meet people in, in public, they're like, oh, most of them are like, you're tiny. And then the odd one will say, you oh, know, you're a bit taller than I thought you were. It's all about my height. For
2: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when
3: people, do people take a few minutes to look at you and go, is that him?
2: Is that I almost him? think maybe people recognize me easier because I'm so large. Because I. You're uh, not that large. Well, no, You're I, making mean, yourself I mean in terms of. I mean in terms of like. I've Stature. got a very unique um, looking face. Yeah. And very unique hair. Let's describe you. Un- yeah. Okay. Unique beard. So if you haven't
3: seen me. There's a unique beard yeah. and unique hair that yeah. is. Um, it, it's kind of. Dishevelled and untouched Yet also kind of neat Yeah it's like it's, it's got a chaotic beauty Is yeah. what I'd like to say about it yeah. uh, It's like Do you do anything with it? Do you brush it? I brush it If
2: it becomes Absolutely disastrous yeah. I imagine women would be jealous of your hair. Uh, they, I get a lot of comments about it, you know. Yeah, I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of comments about dropping the hair care routine, dropping the skin care routine. Oh, you could make a lot of money here on hair care. I know. And the and I and I just use two-in-one body wash. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-in-one body wash. It does, it does the everything. dog. It does the car. <laughs> it takes
3: moss off the roof.
2: <laughs> and you can get a bit of a conditioner in your hair with it. So that's the secret. Just whatever is cheap. Yeah, well, two-in-one. It's, it's not about not about price you know it's it's about i do wash it with with shampoo i will i will stretch head and shoulders i'm just um i'm just kind of a i'm a bit of a what's the word i'm a bit of a disheveled generally kind of a man how often do you wash it i wash it every day every single day every day yeah i've got it because it's thick so if i don't wash it every day it gets greasy really quick
3: Do you notice then that it takes people a minute that people are kind of giving you second and third looks and going, "Is it? Is it him?
2: Is it him?" Um, I think it's hard for me to know because I'm kind of a large figure. I think people would be kind of like, "Is that your man?" And then they kind of, I I kind of stand out anyway, so they're kind of. I think more people because a lot of people recognize me. Like it happens a lot, a lot more than I would expect. Yeah,
3: and how did you get used to people taking your photo? Because when that started for me, I think, around when I was doing the cannonball run last summer, where everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people were asking me for my photo. And I didn't know how to react, and I didn't know how to respond. And I was like, ah, sure. And then even for the first few, I was like, ah, no, you're grand. Mm-hmm. The first, I think the first person that asked me for a photo, I replied, ah, no, you're sound.
2: <laughs> because I thought, like, why would you want a photo with me? Yeah, and it, then And it took weird. a long
3: time for me to get used to it.
2: Yeah, it's weird, yeah. Because it, 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 it kind of happened overnight, because... Um, I'd say like in December, I probably had like ten thousand followers on TikTok, yeah. And then by February, I had like one hundred and twenty thousand or something like that, a hundred thousand something. That's very so, quick. Yeah. So mm. so there was nothing, and then in the space of about a month or two, it was like it was like pretty much every time I went out. Like, do you, so, do you enjoy it? Um, I I I don't I don't want to come off as like stand about it or anything. I'm absolutely happy. There are certain instances I don't like it that much. Um, I don't like when people just take a picture of me Yeah. if somebody comes up and asks and they're like oh I love the TikToks yeah, do you want to take yeah, a picture yeah. absolutely have no problem with that but when people just sometimes people just take their phone out and take a picture of me that makes me uncomfortable yeah. or sometimes people will I don't like when people write on my videos oh you're in Tesco now <laughs> it's weird <laughs> yeah 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 so certain things about it I don't like most people are very positive and friendly and stuff so I don't, I don't mind that yeah but yeah it's weird. it's a weird thing to get used to. It's, it's it
3: took me a long time to yeah. get used to it like and I I've had no bad experiences thank god touchwood any everyone in public yeah, has, been, god, ha, you know. has been lovely. But and I don't mind it now because now I have kind of learned how to embrace it and start talking to them and how are you and where are you from and any old mm-hmm. crack and then you you start to connect with them then and then they start to say oh, I'm following you since such a video. Yeah yeah and they yeah, yeah. like they they know the exact video that they spotted. And they say, oh, I'm following you since Donkey Gate or whatever it is, whatever reason you're yeah, yeah, following yeah. me. So I enjoy it now. I, I really do enjoy it now. Um, the husbands are weird. I would have a lot of, of wives following me. And
2: then the husband... Yeah, my audience is, is uh, like 65% female. Is it? So
3: I have the same. And then I'd have husbands coming up to me going, oh yeah, can I get a picture of you with the wife? <laughs> and like he's like begrudgingly asking me for a selfie to send his wife...
2: And you're like, this is the most weird. I've had this as well. I've had this as well. I was actually, I was was playing in the Chavine the other night and a fella came up to me and he goes, he goes, can I take a picture of you there? I was like, um, like what, with me? And he was like, no, just of you. And he just he just took a picture of me. He goes, go and send in this to the wife. She's always watching your t- I, I just got the sense he fucking hated
3: me. Yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I hate your guts, but I'll, I'll send a picture to the wife anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange thing to get used to. And even this morning, I broke down last night. I got a burst tire in the middle of the road at four o'clock last night, and I drove to a tire centre and I slept outside the tire centre last night, but at seven o'clock this morning I woke up to a white van, pulled up beside my car, videoing me sleeping in the car. And I look out the window and I'm going, What's going on here? And him smiling takes a video and drives off. Oh my god. And I'm thinking to myself, What's going on here? And the only conclusion I can come to is he hates my guts. Yeah. The wife is watching the videos every night and he goes, I'm going to get a video of this bollocks sleep, <laughs> sleeping in his car now and send it to the wife. That's the only scenario I have in my head. <laughs> you're, uh, so and you're probably right. <laughs> it makes sense to me. So hopefully after this podcast, that wife will reach out and say, yes, I got that video. <laughs> and I know what you mean as well. I had a, a, somebody taking a picture of me outside Mount Falcon the last day. And it was, it was a strange thing because I spotted them taking the picture. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to bring it up or say anything because if I said it now... To the people that are with me, they'll say, Oh, you're stuck up your own hole. But that's we'll, it. And you do we'll feel like that. Who'd, yeah. who'd want a picture of you? Yeah, yeah. And an hour later, somebody else had sent me back that picture and yeah. said, I heard you were in Mount Falcon today.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I had, so last time I was in, and this is part of the reason when I went to Houston Station this time, I was kind of weird about it because last time I went to Houston Station, I was sitting on my train home and I got a picture on my Instagram requests. And it was it was of me sitting in Houston <laughs> Station eating a sandwich. <laughs> and they were like, and it wasn't even that person that had taken the picture. It was a snap they had received from their mother going, He's TikTok man in Houston Station eating a sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's weird. Well that's another level altogether. It's just strange to think that people are like, I don't know, kind of looking at you or or I wish you kind of just knew whether they were or not. It can yeah. be very strange. But so, the weirdest one I had with the pictures. Was one one night I had to bring a friend of mine into A and E, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing already. This so this was about this is only about a month ago. I had to bring a friend of mine into A and E, and they were they weren't doing too well. They're fine now, um, but they weren't doing too well at the time. So sat them down anyway, and I queued up to go to the desk, and then there was two young people right in front of me who had just come in with a friend of theirs who looked like got a serious box on a night out. And there was loads of people in and he was absolutely packed. Some people were not looking too well. And then the two of them turn around and start smiling at me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. They're like, are you your man from TikTok? Then they start calling a load of their friends who are waiting outside. And they all tried to take a selfie with me in the queue. <laughs> In the queue in A, one of their friends was literally knocked out in a chair beside them, blood pissing out of his nose. And they were like, Oh, some of them had blood on their t shirt from when they picked him up and they were trying to take a selfie with me. So that was the weirdest one I had. So it was like a meet and greet with Garen in the (laughs) middle of A on a a Saturday night.
3: Oh, no. Uh,
2: Your friend is doing okay now. Uh, Absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. What age
3: are you, Garen? I'm 28. Twenty eight, and how long are you at the music? All your life, I suppose.
2: Uh yeah, like uh, as a job since I was about twenty, and I, you know, I did various other jobs as well. But what's for, the
3: worst job you've ever
2: done? Oh, oh wow, um, oh, geez, can I say all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Is it, maybe it's music? Um, I uh, saw so I sold. Um, i sold fuel cards for a fairly reputable fuel card company <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i should say exactly who they are go okay go on we don't have to mention names but, go but the people in that company were absolutely fantastic i absolutely love them but it was uh it was like a cold calling job you know and you, you just had to like self-source all your own people Um. so you just be your ring business is
3: convincing them to buy diesel carat. Basically, fuel cars, basically, yeah. And convincing them that it'd be two cent a litre cheaper.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about the pricing because I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about this. <laughs> I'm, guess- <laughs> I'm going to completely skip over the product. I'm not going to talk about it at all, okay? I'm, ge- I'm, guessing, I'm guessing that <laughs> Have like- you had experience with a fuel <laughs> cart? <laughs> Do you know what? I had an experience with it last
3: week, right? Because I pulled up outside uh, a... Fi- uh, Petrol station just outside the out the road here in Balonne, and the first day I collected this Volkswagen Touareg from from Kennedy Motors, they lent it to me for a few days. Yeah, and I it hadn't been a diesel in it, so I pulled into the pet, petrol station. A man comes over to me, he goes, "How would you find the Touareg?" <laughs> And I said, I literally have it 90 seconds. I said, You're a- you couldn't ask a worse man. So then he starts walking around it, kicking the tires as if he was going buying it off me. And I was like, I- listen, man, I honestly cannot have a conversation with you about this tour. Rig. I don't know anything about it. All right, Chad Grant. So he goes in, then he was getting fuel at a different pump and he goes in before me and then starts lighting your man behind the counter for the price of fuel and it'd been more expensive than his um than his fuel card. yeah. And yeah. he's like, well, I was like, what's going on here? And your man behind the counter was just going, you just pulled in for diesel, just pay for the diesel. Yeah. And then your man has going mental. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it's obviously
2: a. a I've contra- had that conversation with quite a few people in my lifetime. <laughs> it's obviously a controversial thing. So I'm not going to say anything about the right. fuel card. So you
3: didn't enjoy that job?
2: Well, basically, what it was is, um, so I had to source my own customers. So I'd basically just googling people like, oh plumbers who use diesel, and then ring them and go, <laughs> hello, would you like a fuel card? Problem was, everybody was doing the exact same thing. Mm. And there wasn't really a whole lot of crosstalk on who we were ringing, so oftentimes we were ringing somebody who maybe had been rang four times that day by the same by the same company, and by the time they got to me, they wouldn't be particularly pleased. I had people emailing me saying they were going to do do me for harassment and everything. Um, so that that job definitely thickened my skin. But what I will say is. I absolutely loved all the people in the job because yeah. there's probably a couple of them listening now. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was probably the one. And I, also, I was I was atrocious at it. Jesus, I cannot sell things to save my life. And all of my jobs were sales. And I you sell things
3: very well on TikTok. I'd say the I'd say things like potato waffles.
2: Sales of potato waffles have soared. <laughs> Apparently, somebody told me from a supermarket, right? That uh, when when they cancelled Lilt, right, the day after my video came out about Lilt, there was one shop that never sold Lilt that sold out of Lilt that day. And they said that they were giving me credit for it. So if that's the only thing I've ever sold in my life, I'll take that. Well, I'll tell you a better one. I
3: absolutely loved Lilt growing up. Yeah. And I had forgotten about it until I saw your video. (laughs) And I went looking for it the next day and I couldn't find it the next day
2: yeah it was hard to find yeah i i was told by a lot of people that after i made that video they couldn't get lilt anymore it's one
3: of the most delicious drinks ever
2: it's so good well it's fanta it's fanta grapefruit and pineapple now is, that, is what that what it's called yeah yeah
3: it'll never take just, off
2: Lilt is just it's just its own thing though even the word grapefruit it just makes you go but that's oh. it because i'm looking at that and i'm like oh i don't like grapefruits yeah. but i'm wrong i, I apparently have, i love them but i just didn't know
3: <laughs> <laughs> and any look with changing the so you went on a mad rant then about the potato waffles saying that the they looked wrecked on the outside of the box mm-hmm. which did. they did
2: yeah they look atrocious don't, uh, they would not on. make you want to buy potato waffles no.
3: and then they were taken off the shelf.
2: Then they were taken off the shelf. Now, listen, I believe this is unrelated to my video and this is all completely <laughs> coincidental, okay? Right. But they were almost immediately after that video taken off the shelf for but I think it was in every place. And um then they came back and as far as I can see from what's online, they have different they have a different box. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it was me. I'm just saying but that's was, that's but- as it stands
3: right now. <laughs> Alright, so we're not saying that you changed the design of Potato waffles in Dunn stores. Yeah. But you definitely changed the design of potato waffles in Dunn stores.
2: But there's now people have told me that the old design is still in there, Dons. So I don't know. I'd be checking the date. I'd be online, checking the date on them ones. Yeah, if you go online, <laughs> people are saying that that so I'm getting conflicting information every day about this. Have you have you went in to check it yourself? I have. And the waffles were sold out. <laughs> and I haven't thought about it since. So I'm actually gonna do it today. Yeah. But people are telling me, oh no, it's still the old box. But then I go and look online, it's a different box. People are sending me a different box. So I think Dunst is going to have to make an official comment on whether or not they changed the potato waffles box and also whether or not they did it because me. <laughs> Maybe they
3: had so many boxes printed that it's taken time For the new box to filter through. What a
2: shame that that's going to be such a printed form of artwork.
3: (laughs) Come here. What's the most abuse you've got? Have have any of them backfired and you went, oh, maybe.
2: I've been really lucky so far. I'm sure it will happen. I'm almost positive it will happen. But I haven't. I really don't have a problem with negativity. Nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. Like, I'll get the odd comment from some somebody who's just clearly trying to be a prick. User one, two, three, yeah, four, five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like somebody going, oh, your, your beard is straight." I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, um, But like, really nothing, no. Now I'm sure I'll slip up. Well, I have been, like some, sometimes I'll say something, throw away a mark in a video and people are like, oh, you're this or you're that. Like you, you're a racist or you're whatever. Um, But there's no substance to it. There's no substance to it. And, and most of the replies are just like, well, he's clearly not. So, yeah. so very little. And you're doing the music full-time now? Music is my full-time job, yeah. And
3: has has your recent fame uh, benefited the music? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Are you getting an extra 250 a night now because of the TikTok fame?
2: Some places. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Some some places. Let's look at the diary for next year, see what happens. Yeah, there (laughs) has to be an appearance fee along with the music. Well, it's weird because in certain places that I go to, In certain places it doesn't matter at all, but in certain places that I go to, it is absolutely packed with people who want to take pictures and stuff. And because of the nature of playing in a pub, oftentimes I'm just sort of sitting in the middle of the room. And then there's a lot of people who can just come up to me who want to take pictures or might come up. as. So it has become a bit of, it's a very weird, um, it can be very weird in certain places. Since That's
3: brilliant because knowing a lot about the music industry and knowing, and having a lot of friends in it I'd say you have done an awful amount of shit gigs for shit money I have M- <laughs> ma- Probably the majority of them Absolutely, like. yeah And now it's great to get a little bit of recognition because you are a fantastic singer not blowing smoke up your arse but Thanks very much. you do deserve that little bit extra I appreciate it Thanks And the much. TikTok videos have given you that lift given your profile the lift
1: well, she Was a thing fine as a bee's wing so fine a breath the wind might blow her away she was a lost child she was running wild said so long as there's no price in love I'll stay you wouldn't want me any other way
2: Yeah, I've been really surprised at how, because I don't post any, now I post everything on my Instagram, because my Instagram was originally for music, um, but I don't post music on my TikTok page that has all the followers, because I think it's, that's not what people followed for, and I kind of don't like when people do that, when they're like, oh, here, listen to my music, <laughs> listen to my songs. Um, so I have a completely other uh, page for music that I don't advertise or anything like that, and I've been so surprised at how many people have come over um, of their own accord, and have been very supportive, and um, yeah, it's been brilliant.
3: Have you ever thought about writing funny songs for your TikTok page? Um, I did one like fairly early on, and
2: nobody watched it, so I just never did again. Ah, uh, yeah, no, but they're very popular. Like um, you see, Carol Mullen doing it on yeah, the Two yeah, FM, yeah. and even the two Johnnies. I think the thing uh, about uh, the thing about me is, um, so far, I don't know if you've noticed this from the videos you've seen, they're reasonably low effort. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But you say that, right? You always say that, and you always come on and you say, Here's going to be a low effort video now of Cadbury's fingers. Yeah. But, like, I'm here, like, dying to know what the inside of a triple chocolate Cadbury's finger looks like. (laughs) On that particular video not
2: a lot of people agreed to because I don't think many people watched that <laughs> did one. Did they not? <laughs> You're deep in the repertoire there. And I was
3: like, Mm, interesting. There's a layer yeah. of white chocolate in yes. there. Yes. Uh,
2: did you go out and buy them? No. You weren't influenced.
3: No, because uh, I'm on a health buzz since Monday, so I, oh, I see I I'm see, on I see. a serious health buzz and I also have to give up sugar.
2: Okay. So <laughs> So yeah, they wouldn't be ideal for that. There no. would be some sugar in the in the triple chocolate fingers. Yeah. yeah.
3: But it i just absolutely fascinated by you because, and I think it's obviously a little bit of your appearance as well, and you really command people's attention. The second you turn on, you can't turn off. Yeah. You can't turn off. <laughs> oh, on. I you love ha- that. You, you, you have to wait until the end. It doesn't matter if you're talking about uh, uh, dry, hot and spicy or Cadbury's Fingers or whatever <laughs> whatever rant you're going on. Did you get any backlash from the town review? Not really. Uh, like, Like, I think... First... For people who don't know what the town review is, you you mm. didn't actually visit the town. No, I went on Google
2: Maps. You No effort, as <laughs> as I said before, absolute minimal effort. Like I did a video yesterday about the Met Gala. I did it about five days late, also uh, because people asked me to do it. Didn't know any of the names of the celebrities. Didn't know who, like what the main looks were. Literally just Googled Met Gala. Took the four, first four images I seen. Didn't find out whose names it was, and just went on and talked about it. Yeah. So typical low effort, and it was the same with the t- Reviews. Yeah,
3: you just googled the towns, you go, you went on Google Maps, you got a few images, you started talking about places, but then you talked, you spoke about them as if you had visit like I heard you talking about a cinema in, in one town and it was as if you frequently visit this particular. That's cin- probably
2: Castle Bar. Was it? Yeah, and Castle Bar was my childhood, let me tell you. All right, okay, Castle maybe Bar, you maybe don't they're... know what, what Castle Bar means to the that's probably <laughs> why you're so popular in Ballinat. <laughs> Castle Bar means so much to the people of Ballinat. Like why? Because it had a bowling alley? Because it had a bowling alley in a cinema, yeah. Right. That, like, like aren't like and listen, McDonald's? Yeah, McDonald's is the main thing to be honest with you. Yeah, like if we were on the way up to casabar I knew we were going hitting Argos. We were. <laughs> I was probably going to get a a new bedside locker. <laughs> <laughs> we were going hitting McDonald's. Ha- I was a Happy Meal. I was getting a Happy Meal. I was probably going to go to Laser World for a little bit. Yeah, like you don't don't get that kind of entertainment in Balana. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I never thought about that. So that's, and I think that's also why we've got a little bit of a, a bit of a rivalry, because we're a little bit jealous. There's a rivalry between Castlebar and well, Ballinard. Li- in, in the Ballinard people, there's a little bit like. You know, there's a li- there's a little bit of oh, but Ballina is better, you know, vibe wise. <laughs> <laughs> they might have a cinema and a McDonald's, and yeah. well, you don't have Argos anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, they have a
3: cinema and a and an Argos and a bowling alley, but they're shite crack.
2: Yeah, but it's all vibe here in Ballina. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I heard you throwing an expression, throwing shade. Yeah. Where did that come from? Um,
2: I don't know. <laughs> That's just a thing. Is it a that thing? No, I probably not. Probably just something I heard. I used to say lots of things I just heard. I'm trying to pick up on the on the TikTok vernacular now. Yeah, about. the shade thing is a new thing to me. Yeah. now now maybe it's not new. And and I, 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 do you know what I recently started doing as well? I recently converted to the skeleton skull emoji instead of laughing Faces. That's a new one for me. I was seeing it for ages and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to take the plunge. Oh, I'm and dead. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the plunge and I'm going to become a skeleton skull guy like the kids. And I said slay in a video the other day. So, <laughs> <Did you? laughs> so I'm getting so down with all the TikTok What was stuff. the context of the word slay? Uh, slay, I said that everybody slayed at the Met Gala. Everyone's late. I said everyone. I thro- believe I used it correctly. And throwing shade means throwing shade is like to say to say something like to be disrespectful towards. Yeah, basically it? to be disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so here I am <laughs> letting you know about the youth yeah. <laughs> and what they're saying. You were in BBC yesterday.
3: I wasn't, indeed, yes. Because I saw other content creators in BBC. Mm-hmm. and they gave us a tour and they showed us around <laughs> and they told us exactly where they were and why they were there and what they were going to be doing over the next few weeks and then this fellow went into a green room and he goes Eric Roberts Garin Noon and I went oh Garen Noon so quickly went on to Garen Noon's page and I went what's going on here and all I could see in Garen Noon's page was here's BBC water <laughs> Literally, the only story you had up was Instead a bottle a of the water from the BBC. A bottle of water. Yeah. So, can you tell us what's happening? Because everyone else has told us what's happening. See,
2: well, see, I was under the impression when I left there that I wasn't supposed to say everything about it. So, Let's start at the start. Yes. You had a 14-day train journey. I had a 14-day train journey. From Ballina. From Ballina to, to Dublin to, to Belfast. Right, Eamon Ryan needs to sort that out. Yeah, could we please, come on, ballinat, look at Balaná, up and come on, Joe Biden's from here, we should be able to get to every major... Is he? M- well, you know, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only messing. Um, so, come on, we should be able to get to every major urban centre direct, no stops. Talk um, to us about the journey, first of all, because this
3: is a little bit outrageous. So you get on the train in Balaná. You get on the train in Balaná. Is that direct to Dublin?
2: See so, you, so, you, so obviously you um, do your transition at Manola the big slab of concrete. Hang on that's not obvious to me. <laughs> All right okay so so you have to swap in Manola. Yes so Man- there's a place called Man- Manola Junction it it um it's basically just I think actually somebody talked about this recently but basically it's in the middle of nowhere. it's not a train station it's just a big slab of concrete <laughs> <laughs> that you stand on and wait for the next train to come. Um, so I stood on that slab of concrete in the middle. I don't even know if it's a real place. It Is might there... just take you into another dimension. <laughs> Is there shelter? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a big, a big brick that you stand on. and then you get on the other train, that train takes you the whole way to Dublin.
0: B or B homes make your dream home a reality. We do it all from start to finish. Your one-stop shop to becoming a homeowner. Log on to brbhomes.ie then
2: uh, I had to wait for two hours in Houston Station. I got a Supermax. Um, is there a Supermax in Houston Station? There is a Supermax in Houston Jeez, Station. They, they, would, they would build a Supermax in your pocket, wouldn't they? They absolutely would. But do you know what? Supermax didn't take off up the north. Right. They have no Supermaxes up there. I think they've got one. And they had one in Belfast, but it failed. Um, wow. There you go. But that's what I learned while I was up the north. So, a bit of trivia. They, they don't like Supermax <laughs> in the they north. They apparently don't like Supermax. Apparently, they hate loaded fries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then, yeah, I had wait in Houston Station. Two for, hours. Two hours, yeah. And then
3: how long is the train journey from Dublin to Belfast? That's
2: another two hours then. So, it's a nice little
3: lump of it. How of So, a how long was it from Ballina to Belfast all in?
2: I, took, I left here at one o'clock. And I arrived in Belfast at half nine. Half nine? Yeah, it was a quarter to ten, I think, more like, yeah. So it was a long old day, yeah. It was a bit of a trek. Nine nine, nine plus hours? About nine hours, yeah. That's insane. It's wild, yeah. There's another... Now, there's another... If you want to get 15 buses, I think you can go through in a skill on. And that takes maybe eight hours.
3: And did you have to be informed then when you got off the train then? Did you have to be... No,
2: thank God. I was so... Because initially... um, we're planning on doing it on the day, and I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. I was like, oh, thank God I wasn't doing it on the day, because I was mis- I was, mis- I was so cranky when yeah. I got off. I would have been atrocious at it. <laughs> um, but no, I got a nice little sleep in the hotel. All, all the right. Road. Yeah. You stayed over, and then you went out at the got next day. Got up fresh as a daisy then in the morning. And then nine hours all the way back. And then I did that, yeah, the next day. So I left then at 12, and I got home. Actually, it took longer. And <laughs> I had a bit of... Oh, <laughs> are we going to call out Aaron Roderick here, and here and yeah, today? let's <laughs> call them out. Come on. So I have a bone to pick with you guys. Yesterday, I got on the train. I was on the obviously I was waiting in Houston station for three hours. Um, so I got on the train. One of the first people on the train pre-booked my seat. I didn't want anything bad to happen to me, so I pre-booked my seat. Said Garen noon on it, safe enough.
3: It's a digital screen, is it? Digi- sorry, mm-hmm. I'm a snob, I've never
2: been on a train. Uh, oh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. 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 So for for us, <laughs> I drive. Us, yeah. <laughs> us non-drivers <laughs> at at 28 who never got their life to get there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, it would be on a digital screen Okay, yeah. it says Garen Noon It says Garen so Noon if in in, lights If anyone's in, if any, anyone's doubt, in any doubt <laughs> is, That the unit of a man Who looks exactly like Garen Noon on the train Is in fact Garen Noon I think, It's over my head like a sim I think <laughs> if I ever go on a train I'm going to book in my book myself in as Garen Noon <laughs> Oh, <laughs> there's going to be an epidemic of that now probably Yeah. Um, so I was happy enough I was sat down Bought myself a little sandwich To pass the time on the way And um So I was sitting there, anyway. the train starts filling up. I'm like, right, we're going to be going soon. And then a lady comes over, and she goes, that's my seat. And I was like, but it it says Garen Noon. You've got a different seat. They had double booked my seat. And, of course, I'm a gentleman, so I did get up. And I stood in the carriage, and I was like, it's it's not a problem. People will be kind of clearing off the train in about 40 minutes. That's not that long to stand. It's fine. So there was no seats. So there was no seats, even though I had pre-booked mine. It said my name on it. Come on guys. Right. What's the point in having a booking system? Come on. Yeah. Um, so I was stood there and I was like look, it's fine. In about 40 minutes I'll be sitting down on the ground. So we, um, we travelled for about 20 minutes and then the Cork train broke down so we went back to Dublin and we waited for so it was about an hour after the train so I'm standing this whole time. Anyway, I was standing for about two and a half hours before enough people got off that train after I had come from Belfast and done a nine hour trip the day before and I've okay. started for about three hours, so I got about two hours sitting on the train. Landed back in Ballina at about ten o'clock last night after leaving at half twelve. I left uh Belfast. Are you one hundred
3: percent sure they double booked your
2: seat? Well, the late set the same seat number on that lady's ticket. But her name wasn't on it. Her name wasn't on it, but come on. You can't you can't make somebody stand, you know? That's not Yeah, I'm not saying make her stand, but I think she's wrong. Well, it's I she showed me her ticket. Yeah. It's I know it <laughs> well, said my name. Did you check the date? Oh, do you know? Did she swindle me? I, I did. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. I did. I'm a very trusting person, so I just looked at the seat, yeah, and I believe she probably swindle, She's probably meant to be on an earlier train. I think so. She swindled me. <laughs> <laughs> I want that sitting time back. Yeah. She'd better come over here and stand trip for something I need to stand for. <laughs> Listen, lady, you stand in that corner and you have a good thing about what you did. <laughs> mm. You don't have a picture of her, no? No, I wish I got one now. Oh, she, I don't know her name either because, of course, it wasn't above the seat. Yeah. She didn't book it. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrendous. So you must yeah. have been like a briar when you got back oh, to me last night. I have... I have a very positive disposition, but it was absolutely very much torn
3: from me on that day. <laughs> yeah, Alan Clark takes me in. Oh yeah, you're okay to be a performing monkey at two o'clock tomorrow for me.
2: Whoa. Um, but yeah. No. So tell us what 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 was BBC about then? What were you doing there? So listen, I'm just going to say it now, even though I thought I wasn't supposed to, because everybody else did. So <laughs> I, also, I think that uh, by the time this comes out, it'll probably all be anywhere. Yeah. But um, but <laughs> so what it is is they're taking. A lot of people from social media who have, like, just our characters of some description, and they're making them do, um, making them sound so negative, uh, getting them to do, giving them the opportunity to do five minutes of stand up live performance in the black box, I believe is where it is, um, And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. So there's going to be, it's going to be a radio series over a couple of weeks where there's interviews and then we we talk to professional comedians and we have to give them our absolutely terrible attempts at stand-up and they have to try and fix them um, in enough time that we can perform and not make an absolute fool of ourselves. (laughs) And. Do you mind me asking now? And
3: you tell me to mind my own business, but are your expenses covered and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have yeah, yeah. to go paying for trains. Oh, and yeah, and no,
2: all that's covered, and they're paying us a fee for the for the shows. Well. That's
3: incredible.
2: Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's good crack. Yeah, the BBC, huh? The BBC, a great bunch of lads. The first, the first media company to give me any work, not. A local one here. Oh. Here, in, here in Ireland. <laughs> yeah.
3: you'll, be, you'll be doing the death notice on Midwest Radio now on Monday. And the death has occurred of Bridey. Um, I could be good at that. <laughs> no, it's incredible because you'd wonder what, like, how come RT wouldn't do something like that.
2: I don't know. You'd wonder how come RT aren't giving me a call at all, wouldn't you? Yeah. But and, yeah, there's a lot of great people doing it, yeah. And how do
3: you feel about doing stand-up?
2: Um, I think it'll be like... Maybe all right. I'm not sure. Like, it's very different, I think, to TikTok. You see, I'm not used to I don't prepare anything for TikTok. Like, I basically just turn the camera on and say something, and if it's funny, I put it up. <laughs> and if yeah. it's not, I do something else. But you were obviously very good at English in school. Uh, well, no, I'm dyslexic, so I was atrocious at English. So I'm, where,
3: I, where I, did you get your vocabulary from then?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm very, see, I never really went to school when I was a kid. But you're always saying words I that, that I have away. to Google nearly like. Yeah, I have a, I'm a bit of a, like I've got a bit of a weird, um, I've got a bit of a weird disposition to get like obsessed with things. So I like get really obsessed with things and I learn a lot about it. Um, like I teach, uh, I teach a master's in music production, um, like part of a master's. I do a module in it about sound design and stuff like that. But I never had any education for that. I just took an notion when I was 18 that I wanted to learn everything about sound design. And then a company found me that was teaching for this university. What park. is sound design? So, like, making sounds uh, from synthesizers or repurposing sounds that, you know, maybe I might record a, uh, maybe I could record something outside, like, say, me stamping my foot on something. And I would digitally manipulate that sound to make it sound like a big aircraft taking off or the sound of a space gun or something like that. So, that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, so I have a very weird uh, tendency to get like really obsessed with things and learn a lot about them.
3: Is there, is there a name for that condition or
2: anything? I don't, don't know. <laughs> there probably is. I haven't looked into it. Okay. Um, you haven't so, been tested for ADHD or anything? I probably yet. do have something like that, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I had something like that, but I'm not, I'm not going to diagnose myself. You don't either. want to know? Yeah, I think, well, maybe someday it might be a good idea yeah. to, to go and test or something.
3: And are you self-taught?
2: Yeah, self-taught with everything. So, so like, music and um, all, all the stuff I do is self-taught. I, I was never really in school much when I was a kid, so...
3: I can connect with that because I'm self-taught. Like, I do a lot of video production, mm-hmm. uh, audio editing, like, like podcasts or radio ads and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm fully self-taught. Yeah, but I lot. think
2: it's easier. I think I would resist it if it was taught to me for some reason.
3: You couldn't read how to do it in a book? No, definitely not. No, either no. could I. So, yeah. if you get a new locker from Ikea... The first thing that goes in the bin is the instructions. Yeah, yeah absolutely, you're like, I yeah. don't need to know what G is. I'll figure out where G goes. You <laughs> yeah. just leave me to it.
2: Yeah, I have, I have the fail a thousand times way of learning things. It's yeah. the only way that it goes into my head. So I can't read, or well, I can, well, I can read. I can so, read and write. So
3: then, uh, back to back to your grasp of the English English language, then what have you watched or what have you been listening to that
2: i'm yeah i really like like i really loved like documentaries about like um like space and physics and history and like historical figures So i think i just picked up like a lot of my vocabulary from that is the world round it certainly is certainly <laughs> it's certainly is. are you 100% sure about that i'm almost i'm i can't be 100% certain of anything <laughs> um, but I'm I'm as certain of that as I am of many other things. Have we <laughs> have we been to the moon? Um, we probably have, but I think some of the pictures are are faked. But, but but I think that was just a propaganda thing. But I think we did go. The reason
3: I ask is I have a friend at the <clears throat> moment that is like on this mad campaign to convince me that the world is flat. Like I he, don't he, think the world is flat. And <laughs> that like every pi- he was saying to me the last day that every pilot in the world knows it's flat. Okay. And, okay,
2: I'm based, I'm, and what are they basing that on? I, I, I didn't get into it. I think the yep. thing with those conspiracy theories is there's like elements of truth to things and people run away with the elements of truth. Like with the moon landing. Like there's some, there's some pictures from the moon landing that are definitely taken in a studio because obviously they didn't get photos that were like propaganda-y enough to put up. So some of the moon photos aren't necessarily real because they just didn't get the right ones. And then people go, oh, so the whole Moonlander's is fake. It's like, well, no, you have to put it in context of the times, yeah. you know, they're having the space race and stuff like that. So I think that's where a lot of it takes off. Are you into any conspiracy theories? I don't tend to believe conspiracy theories. You don't
3: get bogged down. Did you get
2: bogged down in 9-11 or
3: any of that crack?
2: No, like I took an interest, but I don't, I don't tend to believe
3: I went down a savage rabbit hole. Did you? Idea. Oh, it took over my life for a few weeks.
2: <laughs> really? I was like going around. What to, conclusion did you come to? Oh, I was
3: going around trying to convince everyone, like you know, that it was all a uh, massive conspiracy.
2: Mm, okay. And what what was that based on? Like some of the ways the the, the, buildings the, the went two down buildings just is, came
3: down in two seconds. Yeah. Straight down into themselves.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, so where where do you stand on it now?
3: Oh, I I kind of still I, I just find it hard to believe. Like, how did they come straight down, fall into themselves, and then all the steel is just gone melted <laughs> and he's like what it doesn't make any sense
2: yeah it's very strange. it's very strange i think i like i've seen like conflicting stuff about nine eleven about how it came down like there's a lot of people that are saying that so 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 at those temperatures and and we're probably underestimating if a plane is has like 10 stories of building above it and that falls two stories I think a lot of people are probably underestimating that level of force and and as that keeps coming down and hitting more weight and bringing more weight down, I think the reason that people believe those theories is because they're underestimating the actual amount of force that creates. Yeah. Um and then there's the but plane could be that, wrong. Who knows? There's
3: the plane that hit hit the Pentagon. And and did did a plane even hit the Pentagon? Like yeah. again, there was no reason. I don't
2: know anything about that. Is there some speculation that one there's didn't? There's some
3: speculation that it was um some sort of kamikaze job that it wasn't the actual plane.
2: All right. I that, mean it's it it's within the realm of possibility. And so the the idea then behind this is that they, this was like a false flag to start a war. Yeah. Because to, to, to all
3: these it. other people are benefiting from it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I, I don't know that they would have had a problem starting... I don't know if they would have had a, that much resistance to a war anyway. Or an old tweet would have started. An old tweet. Mm. Uh, George Bush says, Saddam Hussein is a bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have been solved so much more easily yeah. today. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Like I think it's interesting... Um, I think it's interesting, things like this and the things that don't add up about them. But then at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if I, I can get behind the idea that 9-11 no, uh, that's was, interesting. was entirely orchestrated. It's hard to know what to believe these days. And uh, I don't think they would have had to go to that level either.
3: And hey, the future is very, very scary with, with AI. Absolutely. Do you see yeah. what they're doing now where they're getting your voice and they're calling your loved ones? And you're they're using your voice to tell your loved ones that you're in trouble and you need their bank card.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's so like, wild it, we're going to have to
3: have like safe words now for our loved ones.
2: And 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 people like uh, people like me and you are the people who are most in danger of that. Absolutely, because there's so much. It's just a good content job. Content of our voice out there. It's a
3: good job. My loved ones don't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> <laughs> like because like if I was like if somebody AI generated me going dad I'm in bother will you send me your bank details he'd be like will you fuck off I haven't a penny. <laughs> That's what they'd get from my from my family.
2: But they could definitely do it so accurate from all your videos. All but you'd have to do is throw them all in and they'd have an... Ex- like, I, you'd probably believe it yourself. Yeah,
3: it's very scary what's happening. It is kind of... And some the guy, the head of Google, um, I don't have the facts here now, but I, I was half reading something that one of the heads of Google stepped down because he was so scared about the future of AI.
2: It's one of those things like... I remember I kind of think of it like the smartphone. Like, do you remember when like phones started to get smart? And it was like it was like it was like nobody was really thinking about it. It was like, oh, we're kind of just using our phones. And then the iPhone came out and then and then like six months later, everybody had a smartphone. Mm. And it did all this stuff and it had everything on it. And you paid for everything with it. And and your whole life was on the smart. And it happened really quickly. Way quicker than anybody could have ever imagined. And then and then in that time also People buying music goes away. People buying media goes away. Yeah. In in like a year, two years. I kind of think we're at that point with AI now, where the change could be so fast that we wouldn't have any idea how to predict how it's going to go. Yeah, because nobody would have predicted anything that happened then. So I think it's the next phone, but I think it probably could be a lot more harmful. Even though phones
1: were pretty harmful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in your spare time to unwind? Is there anything particular apart from watching documentaries?
2: Um, that'd be about the height of it, I'd say. I I That's I watch it. a lot of documentaries. I play music, um, like I play music for fun. I play guitar a lot. Um, who inspired you with your music?
3: Growing up, like who were you? Who were you most inspired by?
2: Oh, definitely by my mother because my mother used to play. She like she knew like maybe like four or five songs that she would always play on the guitar, and I just always thought it was fascinating. Wow, that she could. She's not a musician or anything, but, but she I just thought it was fascinating that she could like she could sit down and that like she she could be the music. I just thought that was amazing. So I always wanted to learn. I was always trying to get her to teach me chords, but she didn't have the patience to teach me chords. So I ended up just learning myself.
3: It's amazing how something like that can be so influential because I know exactly where I got my love for videography and, and photography was my uncle gave my dad a present of a picture of Crow Patrick. Yeah. And it's in our hall. And I remember being a child, walking past it, looking at it, going, I can't believe my uncle took that picture. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a picture, a huge picture hanging up on the wall going, my uncle Aidan took that picture. Mm. And then I developed this love for photography. And then uh, I, not that gone on photography anymore, went mad into videography. Yeah. But it was, I, I know for a fact it was because
2: of that. Absolutely. I don't think it's ever like somebody famous or something. I think at some point you have a realisation that like, oh, like a person like me could do something. Yeah. Like they could do that. And and, and once you have that realisation that you could in fact do something, it but, kind of can be very obsessive to try and do it.
3: But it's interesting that you've drilled that down to your mum mm. because if you asked any other musician in the country that question, they'd start rhyming off oh Led Zeppelin or Fleetwood Mac or Daniel Well, that's O'Donnell. musical
2: interest, I think. Yeah. So, so there's definitely a lot of that. Mm. But I don't think I'd have had... I don't think I'd have had that sort of oh one day I'm going to be able to play the guitar and sing.
3: And was there anyone in particular your mom would listen to all the time or have music on in the house? Cuz in my
2: house it was Elvis 24/7. Yeah. So my dad uh my dad would have been a big Elvis fan. Like he um he would have been like he like literally slicked his hair back like Elvis like he used <laughs> to sing like Elvis his party piece was uh doing um what's that song? Glory glory little what's that song? American wow. trilogy, yeah. So he was like really into Elvis and Michael Jackson. Bit of a dichotomy there. But and we, could he sing? Could yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah, he was very good. Yeah, but um, Elvis and Michael Jackson, the, the, those were the big two for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those were the big two. Now, 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 his knowledge of Michael Jackson predated a lot of stuff, so maybe his opinion would have changed. I don't know. Um, but uh, my mother was very into like Eva Cassidy and. I still love Eva Cassidy a lot. So, yeah. and, and even like when I listen to Eva Cassidy now, like a lot of the way that she played guitar and stuff would be very similar to how I do it. So definitely I think that stuff makes a massive difference.
3: What instruments can you play?
2: Um, I would say, like I would say only guitar, but I can, I can piss about a bit on like keyboard and drums and bass and stuff like that. But guitar is like my Primary instrument. You just threw that away there. Keyboard, drums, and bass. Yeah, but I'm not like good at them. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. Oh, I play those instruments. Like I can kind of fiddle something out on them. But
3: isn't the level of talent in Ballina absolutely off the charts? It's insane. Yeah, it's insane, and that's not running down any other town. But like, what's going on with Ballina? Like that they just absolutely breed unreal musicians and. And well, I think there
2: used to be a really good music scene here. So I think a lot of people were probably very influenced by that. Like, this used to be a big town for, like, live music. It isn't so much anymore, but nowhere really is.
3: Did you ever go and see the White Gorillas?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant. They're, yeah. like, absolutely epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quality in general of Irish musicianship is very high. Yeah. It's very, very high. Like, even, like, I'm on a lot of the groups with, like, other guitar players and stuff like that. And the people who are just sitting in their bedroom like not even doing it like they're insane like they're world class yeah there's a lot of talent in Ireland for sure I think one of the things though is that we have a culture of not putting yourself out there so a lot of people are really talented but you just don't know because we have I think a bit of a culture of being like ah, and yeah you don't want to be shown off or you know that kind of thing so
3: yeah but but around this area in particular like um, yeah I, I don't have all the names but there's, there's an awful lot of huge yeah yeah it must be very competitive for you then to
2: be getting a gig in the cotton
3: cobble. Let's just say when yeah. there's twenty other unreal singers in Balna.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Now I don't play that much in Balna because um, I go through a booking agent and and they they do everything because I'm incapable of organising myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's a huge amount of com- competition. I mean, everybody that's doing it professionally in the town is really really good.
3: But that's, I know the booking agent is definitely the way to go. But sometimes there's probably people out there that don't want to deal with a booking agent. Do you find sure. that? My, my
2: booking agent's my mother because she... Oh, she, not too she, bad. She happens to be... Uh, that's her profession. She's a booking agent for oh. a lot of people. So, so there you go. Well, no. <laughs> An easy ride, as usual, <laughs> for Karen Noon. <laughs>
3: so, I have a booking agent who doesn't get the booking fee. <laughs> no,
2: I do pay a booking fee. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, She's dead right. <laughs> that's
3: good. That's good. What's the, what's the best gig you've ever done?
2: Um... Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could. Yeah, uh, yeah There hasn't
3: been one yet. I don't think so, no. You've got I, excited I about. Like, knock,
2: knock, like, they've all been good. Like, yeah, but,
3: but there hasn't been a big, like, how come you weren't on the main stage for Mayo Day?
2: Um, I, I, because they had other people doing it. I suppose. Ah, look at old Stuart I Miles on, down there. I was there.
3: on Today FM. Stuart Miles down there doing Wagon Wheel.
2: Yeah, he's dead right. Could you not uh, come up on... I was on Today FM, though. I'm, I'm happy with that. for Mayo Day? Uh, oh, not Mayo day, no, for Joe Biden, which which is close to Mayo day. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, enough. They didn't want to. They didn't want to give me too much, you know. <laughs> I'm messing because I'm good friends with Stuart, <laughs> and
3: to be fair to him, he got a great buzz. Like when when he was playing on the stage down there, like uh, it was lovely to see everyone jiving and. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, um, ah, he's great crack.
3: What was the gig on today FM then?
2: Um, I went on and talked about TikTok for a few minutes, and then I played uh, "Born in the USA." But I changed the lyrics a bit because it's not particularly friendly to America. So I, I I tweaked them just to make them a little bit nicer.
3: You changed Bruce Springsteen's lyrics. Just, just, to, just a touch. There's just. definitely a court case
2: there. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you and Ed well. Sheeran now are going to be up in court. <sighs> uh, for sure, yeah. No, I just tweaked them a little bit just to make them a little bit less harsh. But it was all for, for the love of America.
3: What's your, like, have you any goals or ambitions? Are you just happy plodding
2: along? Um, I'm happy enough. Like, I'm I'm kind of just pursuing uh, stuff as it comes up now. Like, I was doing music and I was teaching, and that was grand. Um, the whole TikTok thing kind of came out of nowhere, so I'm still sort of adjusting to the opportunities that I'm getting from that. So, and and I'm and I'm reluctant to kind of be like, oh, I'm going to go heavily in on this because it still feels like something where you know in two months people might just stop watching the videos. So, because it's all very recent, so so I don't really know you know, what what that's what's gonna come of it. So um so for now I'm just kinda <laughs> just kinda doing things.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And have you any goals or ambitions to release your own music in your own Yeah, I've you? got
2: music coming out soon. I'm working with um I am working with um someone that's uh helping me produce the music and I'm planning on I was planning on doing a lot earlier but I got busy with stuff and now it kinda makes sense to wait because of um all the other stuff that's happening. So it kind of makes sense to wait a little while, but there is music coming out soon.
3: Does your recent TikTok fame give you any anxiety? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Did um, you ever have anxiety before
2: TikTok? Yeah, I, 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 I suffer very badly with anxiety. I had panic panic attacks for years. Um, in, in what sense? Like before a gig or just... From- oh, all the time. I had agoraphobia for like four years. I was like housebound agoraphobic for like two and a half years. Wow. Yeah, Um. so...
3: Where did that come from?
2: Uh, probably a lot of stuff earlier in life. And then I had a friend um, that took us on life when I was 16. um, And I think that kind of pushed it over the edge. And then I got very bad for a few years. And how did you overcome it? Uh, I still have bouts of it. Not agoraphobia. Like, I still would have a panic attack now and then. But, like, I've had so many now. Um, I did a little bit of CBT. Um... But um, yeah, I think you kind of just like if if you have agoraphobia, you kind of have to just do exposure. Like you have to expose yourself. Think it took a long time. Probably took me like probably took me like ten years to get out of it. It started when I was sixteen, and I probably only really started getting a handle on it in the last couple of years. So, but definitely TikTok. it's not. I'm not having panic attacks, but definitely I I certainly feel when I go out that that you know you kind of have it in your head that you might meet somebody who, who knows who you are. So you, you feel to a certain extent like you have to be sort of ready for that. Um, so it's like a sort of a subtle anxiety. But I think I'll get used to that as time goes on. It's very new for me. So, Can you remember
3: any moment like where you were might be parked outside a venue and you didn't want to go in and do a gig?
2: Oh, yeah. I've had to stop. I've, I've had to stop doing gigs before because I've just like had a panic attack on the stage. I've had to do that a few times. And you just had to stop the gig? Uh, well, the other person I play with could continue the gig on but I've had to stop doing it, yeah. I've, I've had that a few times. And I've had panic attacks on stage as well, and that had to stop. Like, it depends on the severity, but...
3: And can you describe what it feels like?
2: Well, to have a panic attack? Yeah. So, I think it's different for everybody, because they can manifest in different ways. But I've had pretty much most of the types of panic attack that a person can have, so...
3: I Because like, the, the reason I'm asking is because I think I suffer quite a lot from it, and I would just start sweating, Mm-hmm. like... Profusely, like I would be soaked. Yeah, where I would n- nearly have to drive around with a change of clothes in my car.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: In case I would come on one. Yeah, for sure. And you just, I just feel like I have to get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. I'd burst through the wall to get out of there. Absolutely. And then yeah. you get to the car and you're like, "What was that about? Yeah, yeah. It's Why weird. did you burst through that wall?
2: Well, it's a physical. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's the physical chemicals in your body that are taken over at that stage. So, so it's not something that you can necessarily thought control your way out of once that process has started. So you've got, I think, give in to that a bit and allow that to be the case and not beat yourself up for it. Because once once the chemical process has started, you've just got to wait it out. And um, is there anything that would trigger it? So you're halfway
3: through a gig and then you have to stop and you can't do a gig anymore.
2: I can mostly now. It, it, it's, yeah. So like uh, panic attacks at range and severity for me for I might get what you're saying where, where I get really sweaty and I just have a sense that I need to escape. Maybe my chest will start to tighten a little bit. I've had, panic, I've had really bad panic attacks where I've rang an ambulance because I was convinced I was having a heart attack. Um, I've had panic attacks where I've passed out from hyperventilating. Um, so the severity ranges quite a lot. And then sometimes, uh, what a gore, do you know what agoraphobia is? No. So a lot of people think it's a fear of open spaces. But what agoraphobia actually is, is it's when somebody has panic disorders. So they're having so many panic attacks, which I was when I was younger, that they develop a fear of having panic attacks. Uh, in certain situations, so what would happen to me is I might go and wait at the bus stop, and I'd have a panic attack at the bus stop. Then I'd be thinking in my head, I'm going to have a panic attack when I get to the bus stop. So before I even get there, that process starts in the body and I start having one. And if that happens two or three times, I might decide I can't go to the bus stop anymore. So that's the process by which people develop phobias. Is you uh, So so eventually it got to the point where I, if I left my house, if I walked outside when it was really bad, I would just immediately start having a panic attack. Um and then, you know, you kind of expand your world over time once it gets... Because full-blown agoraphobia is when everything will trigger a panic attack. And then you just have to expose yourself to situations and realize that they're okay. And then the the thing that makes it difficult is that your body realizes after your brain that things are fine. So your brain knows logically, I can do this. But that chemical reaction is still primed in your body because it's like, you know, an ancient system of the body. Um... So you have to you have to go through the panic attack a few times, know it's fine to train your body to not have a panic attack, which of course is not ideal because panic attacks are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's what agoraphobia is. So at this point, I've had so many that if one comes up, even if I'm singing, I can usually still be fine.
3: I was down in Belmullet doing a gig with Cowboy Kelly and I, I pushed myself to do five minutes of stand-up mm-hmm. because I have a fear of speaking in public and... Mm public events and I have a couple of public events coming up during the summer that I don't want to fear. Yeah. So I had initially said I would go down to Bell Mullet and I would introduce Cowboy to 200 people. i will yeah. just walk out and say, how are you, Bell Mullet? Uh are You all ready for a good night? Here's Cowboy Kelly. Yeah. And then I said, sure, maybe I'll say one or two things. And then as the course of the week went on, I had wrote five or six things and I ran them by him and I said, what do you think of this and what do you think of that? And basically it was just going to town on the local people. Yeah. You know, taking the piss out of the local shops and the local people and the local singers and and I knew a few of them that were in the audience, so it played into my hands quite well. Yeah. But before I went out on stage, I felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. Like a, a twenty stone man,
2: absolutely, was
3: sitting down. I could nearly feel his arse. Could have been me down on <laughs> down on my chest. And if somebody, if I closed my eyes, I would have said, "There's yeah. a grown man sitting on my chest," and I, I, somebody, take him off me. Yeah, and that's the worst, and that's that's the heaviest I've ever felt. Mm. And absolutely. then six seconds later you're absolutely ready to take on the world. Yeah. Because yeah. you get this reaction, everyone's clapping and you walk off the side of the stage and you that went really well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you
3: go from feeling like you're going to have a heart attack to feeling like you could do another 60 minutes out there. Now, yeah. we, I couldn't, obviously, because I didn't have any content, but it's a very strange thing.
2: Yeah. Anxiety management in general, I think when you're, when you're doing something um, that's anyways in the public eye or in front of people, I don't think it's ever something you can fully... Get over. Like I think you just manage it. There's always. It is worth it to to get through it and have the experience. But that level of anxiety that you're going to feel, it can very much be a wall for a lot of people, um, especially if you can't figure out ways to manage it. Because it's very tough to manage anxiety if you if you're having to deal with it a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No.
3: <laughs> it's it's a tough one. How does a 28 year old man in Mayo manage without a car?
2: Um, you see, well, I was living in Galway until a couple of years ago. So I was in Galway for, since I was about 20. And I just never, I was broke also. Because <laughs> I, was like, I was like playing music and working in like the three shop, you know. Oh. Um, so I was broke, so I couldn't afford a car. And I just didn't really need one, so I never got one. Then we came back here during the lockdown. And um, when I got back, uh, it became apparent to me in Mayo I would need a car. But obviously I couldn't learn. During lockdown, you couldn't learn to drive, and you also couldn't take the driving test. So you
3: don't even know how to drive. You
2: do- well, I have. I understand that you the it goes broom when you hit the pedal, and then there's one that stops, and <laughs> <laughs> there's a little stick over here that you mess about with. <laughs> but you've uh, never you've never driven. Like, I have you- driven. Yeah, I, I, I used to drive tractors and stuff when I was a child, and I used to go around in the in the Land Rover in a field, but. That was about that's about the extent of, okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't be safe to let out in the road now. Right. Yeah. And would you like to to drive? Oh yeah, I'm planning on learning it but it's one one of the I'm planning on doing in the next few weeks. I'm gonna do my theory test and I'm getting my driving lessons and stuff. You definitely need to be able to drive in, in Mayo. Yeah. For sure.
3: And you're lucky here in Ballina too because you
2: don't have all the crazy roundabouts that we have in Castle Bar. But that's it. It'll ease me into it before I go up to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> My first self-driven <laughs> trip to McDonald's. That's yeah. going to be a big day. Yeah. Might <laughs> even yeah. go to Laser World.
3: Clipping the curbs in the drive through
2: <laughs> the whole way around. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fantastic, oh listen Garen. It's been a, an absolute pleasure talking to you today since because yourself? I have been following you since since you exploded, and I genuinely really love your content thanks so and much. I know you, you say you? that I know you say that it's just nonsense and it's this that and the other, but it's not you know wh- whether whether the creativity just comes uh, very easy to you and it it feels like it's nonsense to you.
2: <laughs> Sometimes it does, but yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks. No, much.
3: there is something very, very clever and strategic and intelligent behind your content.
2: Thanks so much. And it's not
3: everyone that could do it.
2: I Well, I like to think everybody has their own thing and maybe my own brand is, 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 is me. So. Where did Follow Me, I'm Delicious come from? Oh, do you know, I literally... There was a video that I made. This is so funny. There was a video that I made, and I this was right when I started TikTok, I think. Well, maybe I was like a month or so in. And there was a video I made, and it just wasn't funny, but I was like, I need to put up a video today because I said, I made a promise to myself I was going to put up a video every day. And I was like, this video is not funny at all. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to say something random at the end. <laughs> so so I just put a, a clip at the end of a real close-up image of my face going, Anyway, follow me, I'm delicious. Follow me, I'm delicious. <laughs> I was like, maybe they laugh at that. And after I made that, that video didn't even get that many views. But the few people that seen it would not let go of it. So if I didn't say it at the end of the video, the comments were full of, why didn't you say follow me? I'm delicious. It's brilliant because I have a free license to ask people to follow me and people don't get ba- Normally, if somebody goes, oh, and follow me, if you want more content, people are like, shut the fuck up. I don't to yeah. fucking follow you. Now people get mad if I don't ask them to follow me. It's brilliant. <laughs> because a lot of people would say to
3: me, if I would go on a bit of a rant, um, they'd say, why didn't you do the wink at the end? Mm. And the wink isn't my thing. It's Cowboy Kelly's thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
3: it's like you know, come on, and you had to do the wink. I was like, it's not, <laughs> "That's not my wink. I don't own that wink. That wink." Maybe is... You could do it with the other eye. That could be yours. <laughs> and it's not even a wink. It's like it's just a, this little kind of twitch. But they, they, a lot, an awful lot of people would say, "Where was the wink at the end?" Yeah, I need, I need
2: a thing. It's, it's well, it's wild because I had absolutely no idea, probably until about two months after that. I was like, "This is actually really strong branding." Like, and I had no, I didn't think of it like that when I started off, but I was like, everybody now that even if they see my video once, like people will just come up to me and just go, oh, you're delicious, man. I'm delicious. Yeah, People will just say it. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. And that just came out of nowhere. I had big
3: news coming soon where I'd end every story with big news coming soon.
2: But I kind of stopped using it then because
3: everyone I met would say, what's the big news? (laughs) and it was like leaving me wide open to get stuck talking to people so I had to stop luckily follow me I'm delicious doesn't go anywhere you just go oh thanks a million man (laughs) you don't genuinely have people following you around the town but with me it was like how are you what's the big news and you're just like oh I need a new I need a new catchphrase
2: so uh, we're going to have to try and invent one we're going to have to develop one now Yeah. maybe just take the approach I made make a a lot of crap videos and try and jazz them up with a (laughs) phrase at the end see if anything sticks <laughs> when is the stand up gig in the black box? I'm not 100% positive yet, but I will I will be updating people. The black box in Galway? No, this is in Belfast. Oh, sorry, sorry. I believe that's where it is. This is all speculatory. Well, <laughs> why, why would it be in Galway if it's the BBC? Well, yeah, I'd have to get another train. Actually, two, because there's not a direct train from Belfast to Galway. So I'd have to get another two trains. Uh, so there's no direct train from Ballinat to Galway either. There is not, no. There is not.
3: So how, how, what do you do there?
2: You get the bus.
3: <laughs> so if you wanted to get the train to Galway, you have to go to Dublin.
2: I'm pretty sure I have to go to Athlone.
3: Oh, so you're one halfway across the country to come halfway back I across the I think so. Maybe
2: there's a there's another station, but I'm 90% sure I've got to go to Athlone. Can you
3: get a train to Castlebar?
2: I don't know. I've I never have. So yeah. I'm I doubt it. I don't think so.
3: That'd be a good old documentary, wouldn't it? Where Pop-
2: can you get a train? Where can I get to on a train? There's a
3: TV <laughs> show. Me and you using public transport to go around the country.
2: Oh, I actually think so. Yeah, RTE. Listen, listen. BBC will take your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll take English money all yeah, day no long. No problem, yeah, yeah. BBC, let's get it done.
3: <laughs> now, if anyone is listening in a production company, that's a TV show and a half.
2: I absolutely think we'd get at least. Well, if we go to Belfast, that'd be a whole series.
3: Yeah. Let's, let's try and have a chat with them. Garen, thanks a million for your time. Thanks a million. Have for you any questions me. for me before I go? I, I like to ask that question at the end, a bit like a job interview. Oh, geez, I don't know. Um, no, that's fine I, if you I, don't. I was
2: never good at that with job interviews. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, or do you like, do you love ice cream? Or <laughs> <laughs> have, you any, have you any questions for us?
3: Oh, no, I'm just really looking forward to the opportunity to work here. Thank you very
2: much. <laughs> yeah, I just love doing this job I hate. <laughs> Garen, keep her lit. And we'll keep following you. And you are delicious. Thanks so much. So are you, buddy. Thanks very much.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott.
0: The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award winning manufacturer of factory built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineers' fees. Please get in touch. Reviewing of our show homes. A brochure, or for more information. Let BRB Homes take the stress out of your build. Check out brbhomes.ie.